Welcome to Travel Chalk Talk, where we talk with well-known travel industry leaders discussing the ins and outs of travel, as well as important industry trends. Today, we welcome Jesse Morris, owner of WeBook Travel, LLC. Jesse started WeBook Travel after more than 20 years in sales and technology. Using the skills he perfected over time has allowed him to create a successful agency, as well as provide coaching and mentorship to many agents new to the travel world. Jesse has won multiple travel awards, including the Best of the Best Award with his host agency. Jesse sits on the advisory board for Global Travel Marketplace. He's a featured speaker at Cruise World and periodically writes for Travel Professional News. His first passion is cruising. However, he's learned to love resorts and private guided tours as well. Jesse most recently returned from a bucket list experience traveling to the Galapagos and then on to Machu Picchu. He has two grown children and he and his wife love to travel as often as possible. And with that, let's get started. Welcome, Jesse. I'm so glad you are able to join us today. We've learned a little bit about you, but I'd like to hear a couple of fun facts. Just something about you personally, maybe some hobbies or interests. Fun facts. Well, first, thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. I've been able to listen to the podcast a little bit, and you're doing an absolutely amazing job. So uh, thank you for, for even thinking of me to, to come and spend some time with you. So fun facts. Well, I've been on over 60 cruises. I just got off my 62nd cruise. It was a Holland America, Canada, New England cruise, a really popular itinerary that I hadn't done yet. So that's a good one, I think. You know, when I started my travel agency, it was, you know, kind of uh, about supplementing my retirement and my travel habit. So that's kind of why I, I'm doing what I do. But outside of that, you know, I, I've got two grown children. They are, um, you know, they're 27 and 25. And now that my wife are empty nesters, except for my dog, Zeus, we spend as much time as we can on the road. So when did you start in the industry? And I, I'm going to say I actually remember when you started in the industry, which, and it was really fun to watch you grow. So, but, so when, share with us a little bit when you started. And not only that, but what pushed you? I mean, I think this industry is pretty incredible, but what pushed you to the travel industry? Yeah, so I started back in 2017. I was working for a very large but amazing, great company to work for that I'll, I'll leave unnamed. But the, the, what really pushed me into it was they are extremely work-life balanced, and I'm just not really built that way. I'm an individual that I'm a bit of a workaholic, and so at the time, I was kind of bored. It might be a weird reason to go and start a travel agency, but <laughs> here we are. So, you know, I'm sitting around, and I'm thinking, you know, what am I going to do with my time? I'm over at empty nesters. Uh, I'm at home. Uh, and if I don't find something to do, my wife is going to kill me. So what am I going to do? I said, well, you know, I miss sales because I've been in sales for a very, very long time. And if you're going to get back into sales, you should sell something you're passionate about. And at Absolutely. that point, my wife and I had taken tons and tons of cruises. Uh, I loved cruises. Uh, and, and interestingly enough, we had never used a travel agent to actually book a cruise before. And so I said, well, do travel agents even exist still? Let me check into this and see what it takes because people are always asking me to help them book their trips because I booked so many. And I'm like, well, is there a way to 
was there a way to monetize this? What can I do with it? And so I started doing my research and found out that not only were travel agents still a thing, they were a, a, a great potential business opportunity. And so, uh, you know, we just jumped both feet in the pool uh, and, and built something that, that I'm particularly proud of at this point. Absolutely. That's awesome. I remember years ago when I wanted to get into this industry, asking myself, how do travel agents get paid? You know, I mean, I had no idea. I didn't, it's like, how does that even work? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, 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 you know, it's one of the things that I talk to, you know, I, I spend a lot of time educating clients because that's an area of our industry that I think we don't do a, a great job of is, is educating people about who we are and what we do and, and kind of how it works. And I generally equate some, a lot of what we do to, you know, the real estate agency industry is like, you know, when you're buying a house, you don't pay your real estate agent. They get paid by the seller of the house. Well, travel agents work in a lot of the similar ways. It doesn't mean that there aren't some travel agents who still charge an upfront fee or do some other things. But generally speaking, the majority of our income is generated based upon commissions that we make from, from a sale. And when I tell that to, to clients, they're like, oh, so it, you know, I would never buy a house without a real estate agent. Why would I buy travel without a travel agent? And it clicks the light on for them. They're like, oh, yeah, that makes great sense. Well, and I think that's a great point. And I think one of the things that I heard at one point was you're paying for a travel agent whether you use them or not, right? Because if I buy a cruise, if I go and book it direct, it's going to cost me the same, potentially a little more if, it, you know, if a, if a travel agent actually has you know, some exclusive rates or promotions, I'm, I might pay a little bit more or the same. Let's just say the same. They'll keep it simple. But I don't have the services of the travel agent, right? And, and if the travel agent books it, they're getting paid from the cruise line. So whether I use you or not, I'm paying for you. Well, and I think it's also important that when, when we're educating clients that, that we ask them the question, would these cruise lines or, or travel companies or whoever it is we're looking for, do they want travel agents, you know, to be a part of their industry? And the clear and obvious truth is yes. If you look at advertising, it says contact your travel agent. If they could get away with not paying, paying us and getting all the money and keeping it for themselves, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business. Of course they would do that. But they understand that it's in their best interest to have the travel agent community. So if, if the companies want it, it's in the client's best interest. It's not costing them anything additional. I mean, it's a win across the board. And, they, and, and, and making sure that potential clients understand how that works is only going to help us grow the industry. Absolutely. That kind of leads into, you know, being that travel professional. When you first came into the industry, did you participate in any type of, you know, travel agent education program? How did you help prepare yourself for, you know, for truly stepping into an industry you didn't know anything about at the time, other than you liked to travel. Yeah, I, and, and that's that's the real critical piece there, right? So I had never used a travel agent before, and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to go be a travel agent. Okay, great. So I, I don't, really don't have a frame of reference to work on. So I did do one of the travel agency schools out there, but I really felt like there were some things that were missing because it seemed like that travel agency school really wanted to focus on itinerary building. And don't sure. get me wrong, that's really important. You have to have a good itinerary. But more importantly, you know, any business, especially a sales business, is about relationships. And if you look at the suppliers that typically the majority of travel agents work with, 
they're kind of building the itinerary for you as it stands. I mean, if you're booking a cruise, that's pretty, you know, intensively done for you. You don't have to do a whole lot with that. Right. You're doing a pre or post and you're working with a supplier. A lot of times they're providing you with the layout of, okay, here's how everything is going to be. And maybe you feed that into a separate uh, program or maybe you give that directly to the client. So itinerary building, while important to me, didn't feel like the most important thing. To me, it was about figuring out, okay, how is this industry built and it should be built on relationships? How do I build those relationships and who do I need to know so that I can move mountains for my client when necessary? Because that's where the differentiation comes in. Uh, so for me, it was about spending time choosing the right suppliers that I wanted to work with, getting to know the right people, and then developing some relationships and partnerships with some really experienced agents in the travel community because there's no reason for me to recreate the wheel. If somebody's really successful at doing something and I can learn something from that and, you know, call it stealing if you want, but I'm going to do what they're doing because they know what they're doing. Right. Uh, right. That's going to help me be more successful. Absolutely. Find those people who are willing to share, right? And willing to help you because there's so many of them out there. Gina, that's the thing that I think shocks me most about this industry and shocks me in a very good way. Uh, as I said, I've been in sales for a very, very long time. And typically the majority of sales organizations, to put it bluntly, can be a little cutthroat. It's right, about right. how do I take care of me? Right. Uh, and then a lot of times you'll find people that not only want to take care of themselves, but want to undercut you at the same time. This industry has not been like that. There are very few instances I can point to where I've come across somebody who wasn't willing and open to share their knowledge. And I think a lot of that is built on the fact that as an industry, we're woefully understaffed. We, there's so much business out there and not enough of us. Uh, and unfortunately, there are some travel agents out there who are very unprepared for this industry. Maybe they're with a, a host who, you know, maybe it's an MLM and those guys are just not put in a position to be as successful as they can or, or being taken advantage of. Or maybe it's just an individual who's, you know, a part-time hobbyist, which is nothing wrong with that. Um, and every time I'm around somebody who's doing it full-time or even, even part-time, but have been doing it for a while, they're so willing to share their knowledge and information. And I always pick up a little something that makes my agency even better, makes my ability uh, to serve my clients more effective. And that, that just it warms the heart because how else do we grow an industry unless we do it all together? And, and, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats is what they say. And everybody's committed to making sure that everybody does a great job. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I love that, you know, that mentality of the sun shines for everyone, right? Yeah. It's like, there is enough. I love that about our industry. Like I said, there's, I mean, there's always a few bad apples, but at the end of the day, the majority, if, and if we focus on that, the majority is really, not only do we want to help clients, but we want to help each other. And I think that's pretty darned amazing. What do you think that most people, you know, misunderstand about you, about the industry and how you work? So it's funny, I, I'm part of a business networking group and, and we get to do a, a 10 minute presentation every once in a while. And my, my first presentation I did in front of this business networking group and, and a presentation that I've done many times is the top five things that people ask me when they find out that I'm a travel, a travel advisor or own a travel agency. And it's always 
interesting to watch the faces and talk to people afterwards once I do that presentation because I'll talk about like how travel agents get paid or the fact that we don't travel for free all the time or you know that we're not just for overly complicated trips and those types of things. I think those are, you know, from the lay person's perspective, they just don't understand how those things work. And the, the conversations with people after I kind of do some uh, illuminating of those topics is, is pretty, pretty amazing. I, I said this earlier and, and I'll, I'll reiterate it. I think educating the public is probably one of the most important jobs that we have if we want good long-term uh, growth and sustainability. We had a, a great amount of visibility post-COVID with people saying, wow, I should have used a travel advisor because look at all the problems I'm having now getting my money back after all these cancellations or what am I going to do with all these credits and who is there to guide me? Who is the expert? And when you book it yourself and you go online and use an online you know, travel uh, site, you're your own expert. And you know, there's, there's a saying in law, the uh, a person who, has, who is his own lawyer has a fool for an attorney. Yeah, the same is true of travel. So I, I think we have to do a much better job of, you know, catching that lightning in a bottle that we had post-COVID where people are like, man, I really should have used a travel advisor. The further we get away from that without grabbing onto and, and educating people about why we were great for the industry uh, during that very stressful time, uh, people are going to start forgetting that pain. And when they forget the pain, they're like, oh, you know what? I can do it myself. I really don't don't need that help. And they they forget why we're there and why we're so important. Sure. Well, and I think, you know, you, you, you touch on something. I think the importance of being responsive, right? When people when people are asking questions and being available and being that expert and providing that information, I think that's so important. Now, I want to kind of shift gears here for a second and, and kind of touch on something. You talked about being part of a marketing group, and, and I know some of the things that I had done when I had my brick and mortar, um, and I know that there are host agencies out there that offer um, leads and different things, but, but let's touch on generating, like, just your own business. So let's say touch on... I know some of the things that I used to do. I would do bridal shows, and I was part of the chamber, and I did B and I, and I did a a, a lot of. Um, I did our county fairs, you know, a lot of different trade shows. And when I was in those situations, it wasn't necessarily, boy, I'm going to sell a trip today. You know what I mean? That 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 wasn't my focus. I didn't go there for that. I went there, like you talked about earlier. To build relationships, get to know people, allow people to get to know me, so then we could later on revisit each other again and actually start, you know, looking at how can I fulfill their needs. So share with me some of the things that you do as an agency owner um, to help generate that, that interest in your agency and interest in working with you. What are some of those things that you do? So it's it's really interesting that you asked that question because I'll be at Cruise World this year and that's the exact topic that I'm teaching a session on is you know what are what are 10 different ways to generate demand for your agency. And there's a couple of sayings that I think are are, are resonate for me here. Is one the most important ability is availability. Uh, you have to be available, you have to answer your phone and you know, Absolutely. That, might sound, that might sound so simple but you'd be surprised at how often it is missed. 
But more importantly than that, people cannot do business with you if they don't know you exist. And so those things that you were talking about are all about just people knowing that you are, are there. I don't think people intentionally go out and go, you know what, I'm, I'm just not going to use a travel agent. I don't want to use a travel agent. It's a lot of the time they're like, I'm really excited about a trip and I'm seeing this thing online and, hey, I'm just going to press that button. They don't they know don't, you're there. Yeah, they, they, they just don't know. They don't think about it. Uh, and so some of the things that I have done, you mentioned BNI. BNI has been a huge source of uh, revenue for me. But that's because I'm in a chapter with 33 different members who are all constantly talking to people all around. And so I've been able to replicate myself 33 times across the, uh, across the network. I also do a lot of trade shows, um, not because I'm looking to close business, but because I want my, my business logo, my business cards, and my face in front of as many people as possible. And it gives me the opportunity to answer that question that I get over and over again, why should I use a travel agent? Another area that I think has been really effective for us is we work with a lot of small businesses and when they do benefits fairs. Uh, one of the areas that people do a really poor job, especially in this country, is actually taking and using their vacation time. And so when we sit down and talk with a business owner and say, look, you want your employees taking vacation, you want them coming back energized and recharged, we can provide them an additional benefit, whether it's you know, a $50 onboard credit on a cruise or whatever that is, and, that, and we can say that that's a benefit strictly because they work for your company. And we can offer that to your employees and we can help them use their vacation time. And they, they engage with that and they want us there. And so we set up a table and then that, again, gives us the opportunity to be in front of people saying, you know, here's why you should use a travel agent uh, and, and answering that repeated question. So anytime I have the opportunity to be in front of people and being able to talk, that is an energizing thing for me and it always generates additional demand. Uh, and then finally, I think one of the things that uh, works really well for us is our social media. I Every time I take a trip, I tend to do a lot of live video. And my live video, uh, it, it's interesting. I will watch, go back and look at the live video, and it, maybe I won't see a lot of reactions or a lot of comments. But then every time I'm on the phone with somebody, man, I love your videos. They give me so many great ideas. Uh, and, and, and I tend to get a lot of engagement after the fact from those. So again, another ability to, for my face and my company to be in front of as many people as possible. You know, touching on just being out in the public, I think perception is everything, right? It's like, you don't, you don't have to have this huge storefront. You don't have to have all of this, but you do have to have this, per, this perception of professionalism and and what you can bring to the table. I know one of the things that I had used to do in the area that I lived in and the community we had a couple small community colleges and they would do educational things for the community a couple of times a year and I would actually go out and and I would teach a course with those different opportunities and it would be something about travel somewhere around the world right it would be about I would teach about a destination and what could they do what could they see but again that got my name out there as the professional you know it, when I when I was selling and, and my agency and I think that's just so important again just engaging the community and letting people know that you're there well and, and to piggyback on that I also think it's important that you have to identify your target market because, you know, if, if, the, if the product you're selling is a really high-end cruise line, you maybe want to consider well, where do those people congregate most? 
and how do I have an opportunity to get in front of those individuals? I live in a relatively nice community. We're doing a community fair uh, towards the end of this month. We're setting up a table there. They've, they're allowing us to do that. Uh, the people that live in my community are, are really my target market, which is fantastic. So I, I think that that's critical as identifying your target market. Who do, what does my ideal client look like? And how do I spend as much time mingling in and around and among that type of that type of person? You know, I people used to laugh at me. We we haven't the area that when I had my brick and mortar was um, a really high agriculture. We had a lot of farmers. They yeah. love to travel in the off season, so we would do a huge ag show. It was an agricultural trade show. And we would have a booth at the ag show and people are like, why would you set up a travel booth amongst the tractors? And I'm like, because I want myself out in front of those people. That is a target market that we're hitting and I want to be in front of them. I want to start building those relationships. So I love that you touch on that because it's super important and identifying your target market, find out where they're at and go there. You know, that's thinking so. outside the box. I mean, you, if you do what everybody else has always done, you're going to get what they got. And so if you want something different, you have to do something different. And that's a perfect example of just going out there and saying, you know what, this is what my ideal client looks like. And this is the best way to me be in front of them. And so I, I love that. That's that's wonderful. Absolutely. So going back to you. Would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I'm pretty sure I know, but, uh, and if anybody on this call, if anybody listening hasn't figured it out yet, go ahead and share with us, share with us what it is you are. Yes, um, I, it's so totally an introvert. No, not an introvert, even like I'm off the chart, the far the other direction. So I get so energized in having a conversation. I wake up in the morning and I'm dragging, I'm dragging, but once I've had that first interaction with somebody, my energy level just spikes. And so, yeah, very much an extrovert. And it is one of those things. I, I will caution people though. Some people think, well, if I'm going to be successful in an industry, I have to have a particular, you know, I have to be an extrovert or I have to be an introvert, you know, I, I have to be a, you know, an analytical individual if I'm going to be good at this. And that's not necessarily true. It's identifying what your strengths and weaknesses are and being able to figure out, okay, how do I use those to my advantage and how do I minimize those things that may potentially cause me problems? Absolutely. And I think you touched on it when you're working with, because we work, well, we work with others, right? That's what you do in this industry is you work with other people and it's like, you almost have to kind of gauge them, right? Because you don't want to be a huge extrovert if somebody is an introvert I mean you might completely overwhelm them so you know kind of gauging and knowing and I think that's all part of it so there, there's a theory called diversity factor and what diversity factor essentially means is my ability to analyze the person sitting across the table from me figure out who they are and what type of interaction they need and mirroring that interaction for them regardless of what you are so that means if they're an individual that might be a little overwhelmed by your personality being diverse and, and, and cognizant enough of it to say, you know what, I'm going to pull myself back a little bit and I'm not going to, I'm not going to scare this person away. Or if you've got an individual that builds off of your energy, maybe if that's not you, you push yourself out there just a little bit more. So uh, it's really important to identify and, and figure out that person sitting across from me needs this and I'm going to give that to them 
because that's what gives me the best ability to connect with the person on a level that they feel comfortable with at the end of the day doing business with me. Being aware. Being aware of your surroundings and people. So in your opinion, um, what is the most important personality trait or strength that someone needs to be successful in this industry? And I know we've touched on several different things, but can you hone it in a little bit? Yeah, I, I think there are, there are a couple of things. And uh, we just talked about that ability to identify what the person across the table from you needs. Right. Uh, I think that's an incredibly important factor. Uh, but I also think that it's incredibly important to be able to be the expert as often as you can. Uh, that doesn't mean necessarily answering questions right off the bat. That means being able to say, you know what, that's a wonderful that's a wonderful question. I'm going to take some time away. I'm going to write it down. I want to come up with the very best answer for you. And I'm going to get back to you on that. Uh, and then so doing can, that. And then doing and then that. actually following, following through. through right? Okay. <laughs> following through is pretty important. You can say all the right things, but if you do nothing at the end of the day, well, you're not going to, you're not going right. to end up very well there. And then I think there's a, a delicate balance that is between patience and tenacity. You know, you want to be a bulldog and grab on and and not let something go when your client needs something. But at the same time, sometimes you have to sit back and be patient about it and let let things build and happen as they are. So I know that 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 can seem sometimes a little bit cross purposes with each other, but that's how relationships are built is somebody knowing that you're there for them when you need them, and you are giving them space when you need to give them space, uh, and they, tr- they they build that trust with you. Absolutely. You know, that just it brings up a memory. I had this gentleman, and when I was when I had my agency, and I actually had my brick and mortar. He used to lo- he used to love coming into the office, and sometimes he would just visit. He would bring me a coffee, and he would just come in and visit. <laughs> Nicest man. And I would book a lot of family group there's usually about 20 to 25 of them between the kids and the grandkids and aunts and uncles that would all travel together and one time I had put a group quote for him together and we talked it through I held it because he asked me to and then he called me back and he's like you know plans have changed it's about a week later plans have changed um we're gonna go ahead and pass on this and the the beauty of Facebook right because we were friends on Facebook and what I noticed was that they had actually booked the trip and they went on the trip because they were they had posted pictures on Facebook. Now, I could have taken that several different ways, mm-hmm. right? But but it was like, okay, what can I do? Because I don't want to be, I want to be the professional, right? So I would like his pictures. But when they got home, I called him um, and I said, you know, I said, I just have a question. I said, I, I want to learn and grow. Can you share with me what could I have done differently or what did I not do to provide you the service that you felt that you needed or wanted? Because we had built a relationship, right? And I didn't come at him, but I was patient and 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 I was honest and I was forthright. And I just asked him. I, I just I would just like to know so I I know for future reference. How can I how can I work through this? What did I do or not do? He said, you know, Gina, it was, I loved his answer. He said, Gina, he goes, you, it, this wasn't about you. One of our other family members had talked to somebody else. I had gone in and talked with them as well. 
And at the end of the day, they made me all of these promises, none of which they followed through with. And I can promise you from this day forward, I will only book with you. And, I, and it, but it was a valuable because I could have gotten my feelings hurt, right? Or I could have gotten, I could have gotten upset and angry and, but instead I approached him with how, you know, how can I be of service and how can, how can I learn from this? And it, it was would a, have been so easy to burn that bridge down coming in going, you told me you weren't ready to book and then you went and booked on your own and this is how I make a living. And I've seen, you know, if, if travel agents, you know, we're all on Facebook groups together and you've seen people go on rants about how they right. said this and I just sit back and shake my head because you're burning a bridge. Yeah, maybe you didn't get the business this time, but that doesn't mean you won't get the business next time. And Absolutely. You if you burn that bridge and you, you, I mean, that's, that's a great story for, uh, as a lesson learned is, is, is being patient and setting back and setting the right expectations because if you don't, well, you know, the, the opportunities will close up pretty quick. Absolutely. So what is one of your favorite trips or your past travel experiences? So uh, this year, actually, you know, one of the things that COVID wiped out, what, two plus years of prime traveling time. And uh, as I said, I started my agency to supplement my travel habit. Uh, and so uh, we did a bucket list trip for ourselves. We did a combination of the Galapagos and Machu Picchu. Uh, so we did Galapagos with Celebrity. We had the Royal Suite on Celebrity Flora, which was absolutely amazing. I've wanted to do the Galapagos since I was probably five years old. Uh, I'm a huge animal fan, big animal lover. And so we had the opportunity to do that for a week. And then we worked with Kensington Tours, which is a private guided tour group to do Machu Picchu. Uh, and we did that over the span of eight days. So we flew into Lima and we spent a day and a half there. And then we gradually made our way up, uh, you know, each of the levels until you get to, to Machu Picchu itself. And so for a little more than two weeks, it was probably one of the most amazing experiences, but also educational in terms of being able to turn around and sell the product as well. Because uh, the biggest thing I learned on that trip was, you know, you get a lot of people that will come to you and go, man, I have this amazing, great bucket list. And as soon as I retire, I'm going to do this. And there are certain trips that you don't want to wait till you retire to try to do because physically, they're going to be demanding. Uh, Machu Picchu is one of those because the air is so thin up there. And yeah, you don't have to do any of the hikes. I mean, you can you can take it easy if you want. But even if you do, my Apple Watch, it was closing exercise rings while I was sitting still. A 30-minute exercise ring would close in about three and a half minutes. <laughs> uh, it is so physically demanding and stressful. And uh, at one point, I think during the day, it said I had climbed 29 flights of stairs, and, and that's not normal for me. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> I learned pretty quickly that if I'm going to talk to people about Machu Picchu as a destination, that it's not something that you want to be 75 years old saying, all right, I think it's time to go to Machu Picchu now because that's going to be a rough trip. Right. Uh, overall, we had such an amazing experience. The private guided experience, if you've never done a private guided tour, I highly recommend it. Yes, it costs more to do that but the experiential difference makes all the difference in the world. They met us at the airport prior to our Galapagos cruise, took our documents from us, told us to sit down in this nice lounge and went and just handled everything. And really how much better can you get than that? Absolutely. So talking about travel and your personal travel, um, 
what is a common myth about being a travel agent that you hear so often? And it's it's funny because you and I chatted a little bit and I, and I, you know, your response, and I know it's coming because I used to hear it all of the time. So share with us for you, what is what is the most common myth that you hear? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, free. It's free. You go on all these free <laughs> trips. You must go on, you go on vacation all the time. And, and it's funny, I get people that know I go on a trip and they go, how was your vacation? <laughs> wasn't really a vacation. There are very few times where my, now please don't cry for me. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't really <laughs> enjoy what I do. But you don't get that. Just because you become a travel agent doesn't mean somebody's suddenly inundating you with either discounted trips or whatever that might look like. You have to earn those. And when you earn them, you still aren't getting something completely free. Uh, I know if, I, if I'm taking a trip, I've, I mean, there's airfare, there's travel insurance, there's excursions. There's always something that you have to pay for. Again, don't cry for me because I'm <laughs> very happy. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's not what people think in terms of that, oh, it's, it's free and you can just go on vacation as much as you want. It must be great to be you. And then I say, well, would you have traded with me during COVID? And they're like, oh, well, no, no, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Even, even, you know, yes, I get breaks from doing things, but I'm sh shooting social media content. I'm creating online posts. I'm inspecting every sort of accommodation that's available there. I'm talking to, you know, the employees of the locations to find out, well, where are the, where are the insider tips? What are the things that I need to be able to tell my clients about? Uh, I'm experiencing things that maybe aren't necessarily going so well, like what happens when my luggage gets lost or when I have to engage with travel insurance to make a claim on something. So, and, and I'm documenting all of those things so that I can go back later on and show them to potential clients. And that process takes time and effort and energy. And so while most people are sitting by the pool sipping a pina colada, I'm on a laptop or a tablet and I'm pecking away. And uh, you know, I, I am physically working pretty much as much as I can on these trips, driving my wife nuts because she's like, put it down. We're here on vacation. No, you're here <laughs> on vacation. I'm here for work. So we're going to wrap this up. I, I we kind of went a little longer than we anticipated, but I think it's all great information and it's always great having a conversation with you, Jesse. But what is one piece of advice? If we, when we walk away from this converse, this conversation and if you were talking to somebody who is either new to the industry, right, brand new to the industry, or maybe they're considering our industry, um, what is one piece of advice that you would offer that person about starting a career in travel? And, and I would even extend that to somebody who's even been in the industry for a while. Sure. Um, find a mentor or a coach. Um, and, you know, I don't care if it's with, a consortia or a host agency that has some sort of, you know, coaching and mentoring program available to you, or whether you're hiring a business coach because maybe there's some aspects of the business side. Most businesses fail not because they're bad at doing whatever the business does, but they're just bad at being a business. Sure, uh, sure. So hiring a mentor or a coach, somebody that has a wealth of knowledge and is willing to share it for you, whether you got to pay for that service or you get it as part of something else. Um, or whether somebody's just out of the goodness of their heart willing to share as much information. Uh, there's no reason to recreate the wheel. Having somebody that can objectively sit back and look at what you're doing, that there's a saying, you can't smell your own house. You know, when, so, when you go into somebody else's house, you go, what's that smell? And they're like, no, I, I don't smell anything. What are you talking about? You can't smell your own house. 
having a coach that can look at your processes, look at your flows, look at the way you do things and be able to provide objective feedback uh, is so valuable. And if you're coming into an industry new and you know nothing like I was originally, having somebody that can go, hey, this is the, these are the fundamental things that you need to know. Or if you've been in business for 25 years and you, well, I've always done it that way, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the way you should be doing it. Right. Having someone being able to give you that objective opinion is super valuable. Uh, it's good for anybody. Uh, and I highly recommend I have one, I, you know, and I, I like to think I know what I'm doing. Uh, and they usually prove me wrong in some cases. So, um, <laughs> and, and I provided that, that service for other individuals. Um, I've, I've actually worked with you on a few things and you've provided me coaching and valuable feedback. So uh, I think it's important no matter where you are in the process to have someone you can rely on that will give you that objective feedback. That's a great piece of advice. I absolutely agree with you. Well, Jesse, thank you again so much. Jesse with WeBook Travel LLC. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule and day to join us and uh, share some insights on the industry. It's my pleasure, and thank you so much, and congratulations on the wonderful podcast. Thanks for joining us.